guardian angels and patron saints. Pray for us. The gospel reading today draws upon Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, in which he takes the place as the new Moses, just as Moses received the tablets on Mount Sinai. Jesus is releasing a new law, a law that is written not on tablets of stone, but on, but on the hearts of his listeners, written by the Holy Spirit. And it comes just immediately after his teaching on the Beatitudes. The Beatitudes are something like the new law. Jesus is obviously teaching and preaching in the context of the long history of the Old Testament, the Jewish faith, the people of Israel, and their reverence for the law. Their reverence for the law. The law was the revelation of God's will for the human race. And these commandments that he gives are meant to save. As the book of Sirach says, if you choose, you can keep the commandments. They will save you. These precepts, commandments, statutes, are a great gift, particularly for for us when we experience confusion, times of temptation where it's not at all clear whether the inclination of our hearts is directed to the truth. In those situations, law is a great blessing. I'm tempted to manipulate the truth or to deceive for my own advantage or to escape from some consequence. And then to my mind comes that, that word of the Lord, thou shalt not bear false witness. And in that moment, though my heart is inclined in another direction, it is a great gift to have that rule, that law, to keep me on course. The law is not for times of sweetness and ease. The law is times when our hearts are most wayward, and it is a gift that can save. But Jesus does something quite radical in this gospel reading today, which he points out, or doesn't point out, he releases, a, you could say, something like what feels like an upgrade to the law and its intensity. He says, nothing of the old law is going away. What I offer is a greater form of righteousness than what comes through the law, obedience to the precepts of the scriptures. And he, he says, what seems like an, a, a simple directive, you shall not commit adultery, he changes to something far more difficult to obey shall not even look upon a woman with lust, for this is to commit adultery in the heart. You shall not kill, but even thinking evil thoughts of your neighbor or saying something harsh to him, this too is a form of disobedience to the law. When we take seriously Jesus' teaching, what happens is we hear him saying, I'm putting an impossible standard in front of you. For who can be obedient to this level of intensity? Who can be obedient to the the commanding even of the thoughts of our hearts? 
And what this can do is bring us to a point where we perhaps despair of ever being able to, to be perfect, to be holy. I can never do those things. But this train of thought would be to misunderstand what Jesus is doing. It's very natural to read the scripture in that way. But that's not what Jesus is doing. Jesus isn't raising the bar to an impossible level. What Jesus, in fact, is doing is shifting our focus from ourselves to him. Elsewhere in the gospel, we hear about how Jesus says, I am the vine, you are the branches. Without me, you can do nothing. In a sense, that's the completion of what we hear in the gospel reading today. Apart from Jesus, fidelity to God's will is impossible. But in Jesus, with the power of his grace dwelling within us, we are remade, and we no longer live with our own life, but his. We become, as our opening prayer before Mass, incorporated into his mystical body. That's very different from thinking of our faith as a set of rules that need to be obeyed and to the extent that we are in perfect accord with those rules, we are members of the church. Rather, what our faith teaches us is that we are part of the church to the extent that, to, to the extent that we cling to Jesus and that his life is what is flowing through us. And from that reality, having accepted this gift of adoption, this gift of being grafted on to the vine, that life flows through us and gives us the power to live out Jesus' will with the same fidelity that he lives it out. For he alone was the only one to live in complete and perfect faithfulness to the will of God. Instead of judging ourselves from a perspective of our lack of ability. Instead, we focus on Jesus. We cling to him through our adoration, our worship, our prayer, and our communion with him, receiving him in the sacraments and hearing his word, meditating upon it from the scriptures, and allowing that to transform us from within. We become not soldiers in an army complying with orders, but something more like a tool in the hand of a carpenter. Or he uses us for the purpose that we're here to accomplish, sometimes with our understanding and sometimes where we just say, let it be done to me, Lord. This is the way of salvation in our Christian faith does not dismiss the law. It doesn't say morality is tossed out the window, but rather the whole perspective has shifted from our compliance with that law to our adherence to the person of Jesus, our love for him, our trust in him, our surrender to him. This is the way of salvation. 
we place ourselves before him today and ask that this life, this sap which flows through the vine would flow through each of us and allow us to experience that divine life that he died in order to give us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen.